worship tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And we can turn into our the scriptures, Matthew 16, as we're continuing in our series about being the church, looking at uh, the early church attributes and characteristics about it, making sure we are align ourselves up with that and not uh, the latest fad going in churches or whatever's whatever's going around, but we want to align ourselves with the Word of God, amen, because that is inspired and it does not change, amen. Matthew 16, and I also say unto thee, thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. So turn to a few people and greet them as you're seated this evening. Amen. Talking about uh, the church and... Um, what it is, what it is not, how it extends beyond organizations of man, uh, extends beyond the walls, buildings, uh, because uh, God set up the, the building of his church, the blueprints of his church to be uh, inside of us once we receive the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. Amen. We become that, uh, that new creature, a new believer. Uh, we become a member of the body of Christ, and so um, uh, wherever we go, man, um, we are the church, amen. Uh, I, I know Jesus knows the end from the beginning, and if uh, the church was built around a physical building, all it would take is a, a quarantine of something, uh, and some crazy governors to shut down everything, and then the church would be shut down. But I think Jesus foresaw lots of things and said, hey, uh, we're, I'm not putting my uh, uh, church inside a building, but I'm going to put it in my people. That way, wherever they are, amen, they can have church. Uh, and you can't stop that because it easily spreads far beyond uh, borders and buildings and um, uh, God knows what he is doing, but I'm thankful to be a part of the church, amen? Amen, and so we got to do our part as a member of uh, the body of Christ, as we talked about, been talking about, man, last week we were talking about uh, the, the disciples, uh, how he called the disciples, the mark of a disciple, and what it means to be a disciple is the, you got to be following someone and learning from someone, and, and so... Uh, if we're not following uh, Jesus and learning from Jesus and learning from his word, then we cannot claim to be a disciple uh, because that is its very definition. As Jesus told them to follow him, uh, leave everything behind, uh, leave your old life behind and follow me wherever I lead you. Uh, and so it is, it is a walk of faith being a disciple because uh, we don't know necessarily know where we might be going or where we might be headed, but uh, as long as we're following Jesus, everything's going to be okay, right? Um, and so 
the mark of a disciple, obviously, is following, following Jesus. He is the head of the church, head of the body. Amen. And uh, he said uh, the mark of a, a disciple is uh, the world will know that we are his disciples by our love for one another. Uh, in John 13, 35. Uh, and so uh, the love that we show one another, not just in here, uh, but out there in the world, um, uh, we have to have his love because our love is, is flawed. We only love those that love us. But Jesus says to love your enemy, pray for those that use you, despitefully use you, persecute you. That's not uh, a love that we naturally have, but that love can only come from Christ, from God, because he loves everybody. And he wants everyone to repent and come to an altar and be born again. And so uh, that's the love that we have to love one another with uh, because there's, there's no other love that can do that except the love of God. And we all have that. If we claim to have the Holy Ghost and we have this love that can uh, love one another unconditionally, no matter what somebody does to us, uh, says about us or, or speaks at us or speaks behind our back or whatever uh, they may do to us, uh, God has given us uh, the love and the power to, to love them. We just have to be willing to submit to the, the, the leading of the Spirit of God because that's what God wants is reconciliation and, and be no division uh, amongst uh, each other. Uh, and so it would be one thing for God to ask us to do these things uh, based upon our own ability, which he knows we, we always fall short. Uh, and that would not be unfair. That would be unjust of God to do that. But if he gives us our, the tools, gives us his spirit, all-powerful spirit, gives us gifts and talents and abilities all through his spirit, uh, then we are without excuse. Then if we decide to not love somebody or, or not to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit, if we choose not to do that, then we are at fault because God has given us everything we, uh, He's asking of us to do. Uh, and so to love one another uh, should be an easy thing uh, if we depend upon God and not upon ourselves. And uh, so we have to be there committed through it all as a disciple. As many people were there, many crowds following him. Uh, but ultimately there were only a few that were really committed to the cause. As we talked about those who made it to the upper room, uh, 120 as opposed to those who saw him and, and heard him, uh, upwards of 500 or more. Uh, and so not everyone is always committed, but we got to be committed through it all, and uh, taking up our cross and following him. And so one of the uh, main marks of a disciple is uh, spending time with Jesus because obviously physically they did, <clears throat> excuse me, three and a half years they've spent time with him. Uh, but now that he's not here uh, physically, but he is here spiritually and he indwells inside of all of us, all his believers, uh, we should... Uh, how much the more should we be able to cut out time and make time for him uh, that we would uh, spend time with Jesus um, as he has called us to uh, to do. And that was also a mark of the early church 
even when uh, he was gone, is, is they had um, uh, confessed that these men had spent time with Jesus. Uh, and so you cannot uh, spend time with him, with Jesus, and not having his righteousness rub off on us and his holiness and his glory rub off of us and his light shine through us and his love work through us. Amen. And so that is the fruit of the spirit that we are spending time with him and being a, uh, a disciple of him. Uh, and John 8 tells us uh, uh, that... Uh, the disciples will um, are ones that continue in his word. Uh, and so uh, Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then uh, are ye my disciples indeed. And even in 2022, we should still be continuing in the word of God and what the disciples and the apostles preached, the word, the doctrine, the apostolic doctrine of uh, being born again of the water and of the Spirit, baptism in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, continuing in the Word of God and living a righteous and holy life. Amen. Many uh, people nowadays um, will are, are, are falling away, uh, seeking after teachers with having itching ears. They're, they're not continuing in the Word, as Jesus said. And so uh, they're, they're not the true disciples if they're leaving things out and and uh, not uh, skipping over books in the Bible, verses in the Bible. We don't have to worry about that. No, we need to continue in the Word of God if we are to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. No matter what people say, no matter what the popular opinion may be, continuing in the Word of God is a mark of the disciples of Jesus Christ. And we are all called to do those things. Uh, and so... It is upon each and every one of us to do that, uh, following in that. And uh, God gives his disciples, his believers, gifts and abilities and uh, responsibilities to continue in. And we kind of see uh, the, this spelled out, if you will, in, an exam, in a parable, Matthew 25, uh, starting in verse 14. says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, and to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them uh, another five talents, Likewise, he that received two, he also gained another two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And so, uh, breaking, looking into this parable um, about uh, the kingdom of heaven, uh, the kingdom of God, the church body uh, as an organization, um, it is entirely focused on the servants and not on the master. It just tells briefly tells us what the master did, but he gave them all uh, talents. Uh, and so it, it focuses in detail on the servants of the master. It does not say how much uh, the master had uh, in his goods and, and money and wealth. Those details were not provided. 
It doesn't mention how many servants he had. It just gives mentions three. But also, uh, uh, it doesn't say that that's the only three that he had. Uh, just three were brought into this illustration. Uh, we do not know what type of business he was in, uh, what he did. Uh, we just know that he gave servants things. Uh, and so... We don't know if these eight talents that he gave out were the last that he had or if he had eight billion more uh, in storage. We're not sure. But we know very little about the master. But we are told uh, about uh, the servants. Why? Because it really doesn't matter how much or how little the master had. The focus was on the servants. And the truth of the matter is... Uh, the master really doesn't need his servants. It's nice to have them, but as a matter of necessity, uh, I don't think that he must. Uh, he he needed them uh, because he obviously was was wealthy, and uh, however he got that far, we don't we're not sure. But uh, he gave his servants responsibilities, um, but in the end, he probably could have been fine. Uh, without them, he would may have do some things on his own, but uh, he could have survived. Uh, and, and so that kind of likens uh, us to God. Obviously, that's what the parable's uh, talking about, the kingdom of heaven. And, and so uh, thinking about us and God as our Lord and Savior and Master, how he has given each of us talents and abilities uh, to use and to put to use while he is gone away, and he is going to come back uh, and and see uh, get a report of how things are, uh, and so like and unto us, we have been given things, um, and God doesn't necessarily need uh, what we have to offer, but He's gracious that He wants to use us. He doesn't need us. Uh, he doesn't need all. Our, he doesn't need our hands to do uh, his work. Um, Acts 17 says, "God that made the world and all the things therein, seeing that He is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though He needed anything, seeing He giveth to all life and breath and all things." And so, He doesn't need our hands. He doesn't need our abilities and talents, but he gives us these things uh, so that we can uh, contribute to his work and to be a part of what God is doing. And I'm thankful that uh, for that opportunity to be here uh, and to do what God is asking us to do. Uh, and so he doesn't need anything from us. He didn't need any one of us to create him. He's always existed. And he doesn't need uh, anyone to sustain him because he is self-sufficient and he, uh, he can wipe, uh, do everything on his own as he already did even before we showed up. And so for uh, us lowly servants to think that we are somebody or something, uh, a part of this whole thing, he did everything without us before we even were born or thought of. Uh, and so uh, we should be gracious and glad and happy that we're here and that he wants to use us. 
use these broken vessels. And, and so we know we're not worthy of anything, but God says, hey, I still want to use you so that I can get even more glory for myself. And, and everything God does through us, it's all for his glory. It's not for my name or your name or your ability. It's all for God. It's all for his kingdom. Amen. And we are blessed to be a part of it, to be called to be a disciple of him. Amen. Psalms 50 and 12 says, If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine in the fullness of thereof. If God ever is hungry, we'll never know. Uh, and so um, that's how important our opinion is. Uh, he doesn't need our opinion. Uh, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Even though we think we have some big ideas and grand ideas and Grand plans, uh, God's ways are always higher, and so uh, he doesn't need us, but he likes allowing us to work for him, uh, and it's great uh, blessing for us. Uh, he doesn't need our hands because he does everything on his own. He doesn't need our ears. Uh, Psalms 116, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore I will call upon him as long as I live. God has ears of his own. Uh, and so he doesn't need uh, uh, us uh, uh, listening for, uh, you know, gossip or whatever, uh, telling the Lord, well, uh, I heard this and this and this about that person. Uh, God has his own set of ears, uh, and he hears better than we do uh, without, any, uh, without any slant or without any uh, preconceived ideas or opinions. God can hear on his own. Uh, and so Proverbs 15 and 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Uh, he doesn't need our eyes either. But uh, if he uh, wants us to use us, then it's up to us to submit and, and volunteer to do God's uh, plan and purpose. And if we surrender our hands and our ears and our eyes for the kingdom of God, uh, I'm sure we will see some great things that we never would have imagined. Uh, without uh, the help and hand of God. Uh, and so God likes to use us um, even though he doesn't necessarily need us. And so uh, we are blessed to be here, but he just he wants a relationship with, with each and every one of us. He can sustain on his own. He's been on his own for, for all of eternity, and we know he doesn't need us, but uh, it says something about God when he wants to have a relationship with his with these frail, uh, faulty human beings as, uh, as frail as we are, this all-perfect and all-powerful God still wants to come down in the cool of the day and talk and walk with us. I mean, what an opportunity it is for us to be uh, invited into such a place uh, as, as that. And, and so uh, wherever we are, we are blessed. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of him who have called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but now uh, are the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Uh, we are truly blessed and, and beyond measure that we are even here uh, for such a time as this. Um, where would we be if God did not want us? Man, we would not, we'd all be six feet under, I'm pretty sure. 
uh, but thankfully that he wants to have a relationship with us. Uh, but we know that many are called and, and few are chosen. The call goes out to everybody because he wants everybody uh, to come to repentance. He wants that relationship with everyone. But not everyone answers the call. Not everyone shows up. Not everyone responds to the truth. And not everyone continues in the word of God. Uh, and so many people are uh, available to work. But maybe they would rather work on their own kingdom as opposed to God's kingdom. Uh, they would rather uh, build a kingdom for themselves rather than to surrender their plans and to go to work on God's plan. Uh, and so those who are called, uh, uh, God equips. He gives us everything that we need for uh, our calling and our purpose and our plan. And so we just got to make the choice and be willing uh, to do uh, what God uh, wants us to do. He, th for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, so he gives us these things. Whether we use them or not, that is upon us. Uh, and he doesn't take things back. He may, he may use somebody else. If we're not using those things, if we're not doing what God wants us to do, he can just replace us with another uh, humble servant who is willing to serve in their position or place in the kingdom of God. Uh, and so uh, Hebrews 13 says, Now the God of peace that brought again uh, from the dead our Lord Jesus, that uh, great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Uh, and so we are working for his purpose and his plan uh, so that we can please God in all that we do. And if that is in the forefront of our mind, we want to please him, then we can easily stay on the right path and make the right choices. But whenever our, our thinking shifts and we want to please ourselves, that becomes the dangerous area because... Uh, it's not about us, it's not about our wants or our desires or our thoughts, but it's about uh, things that please God, uh, and, and so we got to make sure that we are uh, always pleasing God, and obviously this is nothing new uh, to us, but it's just a, uh, um, uh, a reminder to us, uh, the callings uh, upon each and every one of us, uh, as a, being a part of the church of the living God, to be a disciple, what it means. Uh, it means it's not about us. It means it's all about him. Ephesians 2 and 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And so the good works are already laid out in, uh, in front of us, uh, and we should just submit to God and we'll follow in uh, the good works that God has planned. It's not like God is setting uh, traps in front of us. No, he's laid out uh, good works. He's ordained them, and we just need to walk in them. And so it may seem like a dark time or, or a, a, a valley that we're going through, a hardship, uh, but we can't uh, think that that is the, the end result or the purpose of, of it all because uh, all things are going to work together for good. Why? Because God has the good works that are ordained that we should walk in them. And so 
There's nothing good uh, uh, but good ahead of us. It, it may seem uh, hard or uh, frightful or fearful looking at the world out there, but we have to trust that God's laid everything out. And if we, if we truly believe that, uh, we may experience tribulation or persecution or whatever, but ultimately somehow it's going to work out in the end uh, for the good for us, right? Uh, and so... Uh, we, we know that uh, in math, uh, the parable, he gave five talents uh, to one person, two talents to another, and one to another, to every man his several ability, and then he, the, the master left. And so uh, this tells us that the talents were given based on each servant's abilities. And so the master knew uh, the servant's uh, strengths and their weaknesses, they knew how much they could handle the workload or, or the responsibility that each one can handle because there's a reason that he gave one person five talents and another person one talent. And I think we see that kind of playing out uh, because the one with one talent went and buried it and the one with five talents went and, and worked with them and, and got another five. And so... Uh, the master knew not to give the one-talent guy, he knew not to give him five talents because he would just go bury the five talents in the sand uh, and not really put them to use. And so uh, the Lord knows his servants' strengths and weaknesses. He knew how much they could handle, and he gave the uh, talents based on that. And uh, so he knows uh, uh, what we are able to handle and he's not going to put on us more than we are able to bear. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. And so uh, he knows how hard uh, it may seem like, but if it's in our life, if this obstacle is in our way, God knows we're able to handle it. He knows that we can come through on the other side. He knows that this giant is not too big for us uh, because he would not send that giant our way if he knows we were not able to handle it. Uh, and so don't listen to the voice of the enemy and saying we're not able to overcome. No, we are the people of God. We're able to overcome anything because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And whatever temptation comes our way, God knows that we're able to handle it and we're able to overcome it. And so we are going to be victorious if we follow God in the leading of his spirit because it's, every, it's set up for us to win. Good works are laid out or are ordained before us. Uh, temptation doesn't come our way unless we're able to overcome it and, and make, or, or make a way of escape for it. Uh, and so whatever we are facing in our, in our life today or tomorrow or what we faced in the past, uh, God knows uh, what we can handle and he's not going to put more on us that we are unable to bear uh, and so that is the, the mark of a good master is he knows, he knows everything about us and uh, what we can do. And so the devil likes to catch as many of us here as he can um, because instead on, uh, of focusing on what talent that we have been given, whether it's been one 
talent, two talents, or five talents, or whatever, or 20, whatever, whatever talents God has given each and every one of us, oftentimes people will look at the talents that God has given other people. Instead of focusing on what God gave me, I'm spending all my time and energy looking on what God gave somebody else. Now, how does that help me at all? It does not help me. It does not help the body uh, because we're, we're not doing what we are called to do. And the place that we're called to be, uh, instead of focusing on everybody else's gifts and callings and why do, why do they have that or why don't I have that? Well, uh, take that up with God because he's the one that gives those talents out, right? Uh, and so, so many people can get caught up in that. Uh, and if we just all focus on our own talents and giftings and abilities and say, God, thank you for giving this to me. I want to make sure you get glory through this. And I want to do the best that I can uh, for your glory. Uh, and if we're doing that, then it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Because we're not going to be judged whether that that guy or that girl who's got five talents, whether they did that or not, it doesn't concern me. What, what, what I'm going to be judged by is the talent that God gave me. And if I spend all my time on other people's talents, then I'm really going to be in trouble because I'm not using mine. I'm burying mine in the sand in another way because it's, um, it's not being put to use. Uh, and so uh, Galatians 6 and 4, but let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and in not another, for every man shall bear his own burden. Uh, it's not going to, it, we got to uh, prove our own work. Uh, and so it's all about us. Uh, not, not in that sense, but uh, what God has given us, if we can just focus on that, uh, then we will be better off and the church and the body will, will be better off because we're all doing our part. Man, if we're the pinky, there's no sense in, in crying about not being, uh, not being the thumb. And then the pinky becomes useless uh, because it's trying to become the thumb. And the body doesn't work properly. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10 and 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. And so... Uh, comparing your talents to another person's talents, Paul's saying you're not wise. Why? Because we're judged by our, our own work. Uh, and it, it, it does nobody any good comparing talents with one another, uh, whatever they may be or however much they may be. Uh, it, does no, it does no good to anybody. Uh, and so all God is calling the disciples is just, hey, just follow me, <clears throat> pick up your cross, whatever that may be. And, and follow me, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of you. Um, and, and so there was some bickering going on in, uh, in the disciples uh, when they were asking, I think it was Peter asking, you know, well, what's going to happen to him? Or what's going to happen to him? Uh, talking about, I think P Jesus kind of prophesying a little bit about Peter's uh, struggles and things. And then so Peter immediately, he knows uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved, as uh, John wrote about himself, uh, when, you're, when you're the author, you can write the details in, right? And so he wrote his own book talking about the disciple whom Jesus loved. He didn't want to mention anybody by names, but uh, everyone knows it was him. And so when, when 
Jesus is telling Peter about, you know, the hardships and all these things he's going to face. Peter immediately points to John. Well, what about John? Because we all know you like John. Uh, and what did, what did Jesus say? What does it matter what happens to him? I'm calling you to do this. This is what I want you to do. Uh, this is the talent that I'm giving you, the giftings and ability. It doesn't matter anything what John has. What I, what I deal with him, I deal with him. What I deal with you, I deal with you. And so if we can uh, all say, God, what is it you're asking me to do and, and help me to do this to the best of my ability, when we're all doing that and all focusing on God and not looking at one another's, comparing ourselves, then God gets the glory, and the church is great and, and strong, and, and, and miracles, signs, and wonders. Why? Because we're all doing what God has called us to do to the best of our ability. Amen. And we can do all things through Christ. So there's no reason or excuse that we cannot do them. Amen. And so it's on us as uh, uh, disciples uh, to do that. Uh, musicians, if you would come. Moses was Moses was available for the job. He and he would be willing to to do the job that God had called him to do, but he really didn't feel like he was equipped for it. I mean, he was kind of okay, God, you know, I, I I can't talk even though you're talking to the creator who 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 made the tongue and the mouth as as God told him. Uh, so Moses was uh, available, and he was kind of willing to do it, but he wasn't really confident in it. And so that's why we, we, we have to understand that uh, it's not by our might or our power or our strength, but it's by the Spirit of God. None of us are equipped enough. None of us are qualified enough to do it all, but uh, it's through God's Spirit. He empowers us and gives us the things that we need to do the job that God is calling us to do. And so... Uh, of course, we all fall short, and uh, but getting hung up on that, we we disqualify ourselves, uh, moping around and, and saying, "Oh, I'm not worthy." Well, nobody's worthy, but uh, we need to understand that and and know that God is not calling us based on our abilities. He's calling us based on what His Spirit can do in us and through us, uh, and so we have uh, the ability to do it, and. Uh, so what separates the many that are called between the few that are chosen, really, it, it comes down to uh, just our willingness, our willingness to be able to, to, to do it. Say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. Uh, God, it doesn't, God can, can take uh, somebody who is super talented and somebody who's not really talented, but if the super talented person says, I don't want to do it, God will use a, the untalented person and, and boom. He'll raise that person up and, 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 and look way better than the other person, but the glory goes to God. Why? God is not a respecter of persons, um, but what he gives us to do in the kingdom, we got to make sure that we are up and willing to do it. Uh, and so somebody asked, uh, somebody asked a minister, uh, he said, uh, will you tell me in one word, what your idea of consecration is and holding up a blank sheet of paper the minister replied consecration is to sign your name 
at the bottom of this blank sheet of paper and let God fill in whatever he wants to fill in. That's being a, a disciple. That's being consecrated. That's being willing to say, God, it's not my will, but your will be done. That's signing a blank piece of paper, not my will, but whatever you want to put in here, Lord, that's what, I'll, that's what I will do. Uh, it's not about my ideas, my thoughts about it. None of that is spelled out here. All that's on the paper is my signature. And then at, whenever you want to write things in, God, you let me know and I, I will do what you asked me to do. That's, that's the true mark of a disciple and being one consecrated and committed is saying, God, whatever it is. And that's, and that's easier said than done as we all can attest uh, I'm sure in our own lives where we, we have uh, failed God many times, but yet God is still there, isn't he? His love and grace and mercy is still there, gives us another chance and another chance and another chance. We would, uh, I, I would probably have given up on myself a long time ago, but God is, is not like me, thankfully. Uh, and, and so uh, he is full of grace and mercy. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And we are all blessed uh, to be here for that. If you stay with me tonight, <clears throat> somebody that was equipped for the job, that was given talents and abilities, he was available to do it, was the preacher named Jonah. He was equipped, he had an open schedule. He had the, the, the description, the job description of what he could do. But one thing, he wasn't willing to do it. He didn't want to do it. His ideas got mixed up in the whole mess of things, made a mess of things, made a mess of his life for a few days. But he was able to do it because we see in the end of the story, he did exactly what God asked him to do. So he was available. He was, will, he was able to do it. He was gifted. He was given the talents to do it. But he just did not want to do it. And so uh, God convinced him, gave him another chance to do it, and, and he, he did it. Uh, but we just need to make ourselves available and say, God, whatever it is you want me to do, and I will do it. Uh, and so that goes uh, out to the call to every, every disciple, every believer to continue in his word, to, to let his love shine through us and to uh, follow in the footsteps that God has laid out and ordered for us uh, because we know that good things are ahead. Uh, and, and no matter what this world may try to do to you or I or the church, uh, and the worst is that they can kill us, right? And you kill us, and what? You just wake up in heaven. How's that a bad thing, right? You're gonna threaten us, threaten us with heaven, right? That's 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 the uh, the power that we have, knowing what the Word of God says, Amen. And so I'm thankful to be a part of the church. Uh, I just want to make sure that I'm doing my it, and ask God, God, what is the talents and the gifts you've given me? <clears throat> and, and, Excuse me, and, and help me to do that, and help me to follow uh, after you, and to see the goodness that you have in store. Because I know God's got things in store for us. Uh, we individually and as a corporate body, as the church, 
And I'm excited to do that. If we surrender and say, God, use me, amen, God's going to use us and do great things. Amen. Amen. Let's sing unto the Lord tonight and worship God and begin to thank him and praise him, amen, for what he has planned for us, that we would do that to give him glory tonight. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say and mercy, Lord, that you're always there for us, giving us another chance, another opportunity to say yes, amen, and we will say yes, amen. God bless you all tonight. You're dismissed. Let's go out and be a disciple, amen, and be the church of the living God.